Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I'm Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Hunts. Most people know me as Lizzie. I live in Sausalito, California, which is just north of San Francisco, but I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. The most interesting thing that's near me here in Sausalito is the waterfront. It is so beautiful. But the best job experience I ever had was honestly being a camp counselor in New Hampshire on Lake Winnipesaukee, which I did for five years. But another really wonderful job that I had was living in Senegal in West Africa, working with villagers who were building an incredible human rights movement with the nonprofit Tostan, which means breakthrough in Wolof. And it was there that I really became passionate about international development and really working to help emerging leaders. The topic I can talk about for hours is my daughter, Mallory, who is 19 months old, so I'd really like to describe two mentors that I've had over time. In my first dream job, which I mentioned as a sailing instructor and counselor for 15-year-old girls at a summer camp in New Hampshire, Cheryl Crawford was a camp director. She was my boss. She was brilliant, decisive, funny, and she believed in me. She became my friend, my mentor. She took a really vested role in making sure that we connected. And she helped me talk through life decisions. She believed in servant leadership. Every question she asked and everything she did was to empower her staff and make us feel like we could succeed at the job. 10 years later, at a small nonprofit called One Global Economy, Mustafa Murad was the president and my boss. But he was a fantastic people person with a huge heart for community development. We traveled to India, Haiti, South Africa, and Israel together before meetings with important funders when I'd ask him if there was anything else I should prepare, he'd say, you're all set, Lizzie, trust your instincts. Both of them passed away at the beginning of COVID. They both died from cancer. They've been on my mind a lot. They believed in me. I really can't believe they aren't here today. I'd be so happy to know that I've landed in a role and on a team that I love at TechSoup. And now I'm with TechSoup, which I absolutely love because TechSoup is the leader and founder of the TechSoup Global Network. We work with 1.4 million nonprofits around the world, and over time have delivered more than 19 billion in US dollars in technology and funding to nonprofits around the world. What does TechSoup even mean? TechSoup is all about enabling equity. We are trying to be a digital bridge to change makers around the world. TechSoup was founded in 1987 by Daniel Van Horen, who had a van and wanted to share floppy disks and other hardware with folks who didn't have access to it to help nonprofits do better. He went around in that van in the San Francisco Bay Area. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally transformed over three decades to become a global network active in 236 countries with 62 network partners that TechSoup is essentially married to that are working in a really values aligned way uh, to make sure that change makers on the ground have access to what they need to be able to do more good. So what do you say in these partnerships? Give me an example of why and what. What, what does that mean? So TechSoup has a whole host of partners, but the TechSoup Global Network is a number of like-minded NGOs who are each situated in different countries, 62 other countries, that are gathered together with TechSoup in order to provide 
similar services, access to a catalog of offerings of software at a deep discount or sometimes free, as well as courses and community offerings and programs that are often grant funded, which are really trying to counteract some of the threats to civil society, such as security threats and that kind of a thing. But we also have more than 400 corporate partners and foundations supporting TechSoup. We work with the major brands like Microsoft, Adobe, Asana, Intuit. Most of the major tech companies are big supporters of TechSoup, and many of them are doing their philanthropy through TechSoup, through our validation services. So for the audience out there that may have never heard of TechSoup, which I'm still surprised when I talk to people that don't know about you guys, because I found you as a young nonprofit long time ago, and I latched on to everything I could because... Holy cow, you provide such a wealth of ability. I'll just call it abilities because you build capacity every time you get on there and connect with something else you didn't know about. The folks out there that are listening, give me some examples of what would help right off the bat. So many people come to TechSoup for their basic organizational technology needs, communication and collaboration tools or budgeting tools such as QuickBooks. People come to TechSoup to be able to build their websites through programs like Wix, but also for courses, how to use Excel, how to master Excel, how to save time. We also have a great number of strategy-focused trainings to help executive directors make management decisions. And we also provide a way to assess where you are in terms of your digital capabilities. That's a good point to bring up because a lot of nonprofits seem to have a little bit of a hesitation of having a clear strategy. In a small nonprofit, it's easy to overlook because you're just trying to keep the lights on. So strategy is just one of those things that you know you need to do, but until you get the resources to do it, it never really gets done. What's a digital strategy? How does that become part of the overall corporate strategy? Digital strategy is focused on your capabilities and looking at the tools, the resources, the people, and how they operate together. It takes a look at where you are now and where you'd like to be to be able to become more resilient so that you can stretch your budget further and any external shock that comes, whether it's a pandemic or an environmental shock or a major economic downturn, you will be able to continue to operate securely and efficiently to be able to achieve your mission. Are you finding that most nonprofits were already in kind of a remote environment already? Or did they all hit the brakes at the same time and say, what? You know, it's really interesting. We had been saying for years how it was such a necessity to go fully digital, to move to the cloud. But really, it was like a, a wrecking ball came through <laughs> and you could no longer deny the power. Right. You know, it varies. But we found with a survey that we did that was global, had almost 12,000 respondents, those who had become digital, they just were much better able to weather the pandemic. And I believe 50 59% of them reported back that a much easier time. Interesting. Yeah. Many nonprofits had to just stop. And when it came to that question, you know, the ability to do your work on a day-to-day -day basis, serve your community, it just became really clear how critical this was. However, you know, today there are many nonprofits who understand the need for digital tools and a digital strategy and all of these things, but most of them don't have the funding to get it. So really we need to drill home to funders the importance of paying for this and investing in this for an organization's long-term success. As we spoke at the beginning of this when you did your intro, it sounds to me like you're in perfect alignment with your value system and this organization and what it stands for. 
Can you talk a little more about how it sits on the planet with what it believes in? Absolutely. So TechSoup's mission is really around enabling equity. We fundamentally believe that change makers on the ground are bright and need support. They can find and create solutions. They simply need to be connected to be able to have access to more infrastructure to support this. TechSoup is here to support changemakers in that way. It's never about the technology. It's always about the people and ensuring that they can communicate, collaborate, and do more good with their limited budgets. We have values such as promoting trust and really listening as much as possible. And that's really a hallmark of the way that we work. Our other values include showing courage, being resourceful, striving for an equitable planet, like being relevant and inspiring. And there's nothing more inspiring to me than a nonprofit organization who is really showing up day to day to be that community safety net. For example, the nonprofit I work for in Senegal called Tostan, I worked there twice in 2007 and again in 2018. And I was just blown away by these incredible young women who didn't know how to read or write, but became a part of Tostan's three-year program and not only learned to read and write and speak up in communities, but also chose to give up harmful practices as a community, such as female genital cutting. You know, these women were becoming leaders in the community, some of them rising even into government roles. And we want to see more support for these organizations. TechSoup enables that support often in the international development and change-making nonprofit space. People are so used to being scrappy. They are so used to being out on their own and they try so hard, but they feel alone. And that's what TechSoup's main mission is also to be, is to help folks know they're not alone. They have support. We're in this together. And you're building community in all of that. You're building a community, you know, you call it the global network. It is an empowering piece to have somebody have your back or at least feel like there's support there. That goes a long way. So what are the three biggest issues do you see? And I know there's a lot of difference between a $4,000 a year budget to a $40 million a year budget in the world of nonprofit. What would you say are the top three pain points for nonprofits that you see time in, time Some out? big pain points for nonprofits are security, communication, and collaboration. Meanwhile, there are major inequities that are rising around us. Disinformation is rising lack of security is rising. There's all kinds of threats to security from political unrest, such as in Central and Eastern Europe. And when you say security, you're talking more than just cybersecurity. You're talking physical security in the environment. I'm talking about both. I think cybersecurity and and physical security can't be separated in this day and age uh, because of what's happening around us. I would also say that skills. So often when we do surveys and, and We did a recent one this last spring. We hear from nonprofits that skills, the lack of training, even though they know that it's important and that there's a great need for it, they're just not able to invest in the skills building that they need. And TechSoup has courses which are available to anyone. You don't even have to be part of a nonprofit, but they are designed for nonprofits. And they're available in six languages and really written to the issues that changemakers face. You can take them in a self-paced way. And we also have a new community called Quad, which is a great way to 
interact with other change makers mm. right in the center of making a difference around critical issues like food security and domestic violence. And all our courses are free there. What are you saying Quad is? Is it an organizational structure that is just for a specific purpose? Quad or? is a community of purpose. It is TechSoup's newest iteration. Mm. It is really designed to increase our relationships and make more impact for nonprofits through an intro fee. You get access to all kinds of great resources mm. at a great value. And it's really the next version of TechSoup. And it's been launched just this year in January. It's been launched in the United States, but also in South Africa and Portugal. And we expect it to be offered in more places around the world soon. It's an invitation to come in and learn and grow and listen. So far, there's a lot of great information about food security. Many food banks have joined. We're excited to see it grow in cybersecurity and other areas. That's pretty cool. This is a place for nonprofits to engage with each other. Exactly, because that's the thing. It comes down to the people. We know that this is our greatest asset, and we are working hard to make it easier for people to interact and learn from one another. Well, seeing as you keep bringing us back to people, which is usually the strongest or weakest link to an organization, with your varied background, with the, the amount of experience you've had in different nonprofits, how do you build trust? amongst the people? That's a great question because trust is really the most fundamental thing. That is what is so beautiful about the TechSoup Global Network, which is these um, starting in 2006, not in a franchise model, but we chose each of these partners. They each have their different brands locally because they already had established trusted relationships in each country where we work. Uh, so we banded together in a values aligned way to serve more people and provide the TechSoup offerings together with the offerings that our partners provide. So for example, in Kenya, we work with the Kenya Community Development Foundation. They have their own brand and they bring their expertise. We listen as much as possible to be able to allow this to be locally led so that the network is responding to what we hear from our partners in West Africa, in South Africa, across the entire region. We have 38 partners in Europe that we're working with. And this year has been so challenging with refugee crisis. It's been really incredible to see the leadership from our partner in Ukraine, the Gert Resource Center, who you know rallied together with our partners in Poland, Slovenia and Romania, we put together across TechSoup Europe resources for nonprofits who had to move because of the violence for anybody affected, available to find out what's available to them to be able to stay secure yeah. in this time where their information could be at risk. And, and just the ways that partners are working together to address disinformation throughout Central and Eastern Europe. We had already been investing in a program called HiveMind, which initiated a couple of years earlier, but has now grown to have information and trainings in Russian and Ukrainian about how to address disinformation. It, it's locally led. And now there's also a space on HiveMind where folks can find information about how to indicate that there's war crimes going on and that kind of thing to report on these human rights abuses. Mm -hmm. So trust really comes down to allowing the most local leader of the civil society to lead. And we really want to, as TechSoup, our, our, our mission is in part to help elevate those local civil society voices into spaces where they wouldn't otherwise normally be. 
because we think they're not heard well enough. Agreed. I think there's a huge volume of opportunity in everything you're embarking on. So the question is, what's going to, we started out in a van with floppy disks and probably half the audience doesn't even know what a floppy disk is, but what's 20 years from now going to look like? No, that's a great question. Uh, We are excited about where we are in the course of our transformation now. We're really eager about the years ahead. From where we started, TechSoup has been engaged in not only this massive growth across the world with our partners, but also our own digital transformation. As we have increasingly brought on partners and changed our own systems to be more digital and cloud-based, but, you know, it's not just about what tools you're using. Digital transformation changes everything about the ways that you operate. It's a completely different mindset. TechSoup has been envisioning the changes present and also ahead. For nonprofits, it's very difficult to invest over the long run. But TechSoup did a strategic planning process and indicated some major growth areas around its new marketplace, which is really represented through Quad. We believe that Quad is the future of being able to provide more premium value to nonprofits for a small fee. And we also invested in a capital campaign with a really unique model behind it. It was the first time uh, this particular type of investment vehicle was created. TechSoup, over three years, with the support of corporate partners, foundations, and individuals, raised $11.5 million. It's really unique because people could invest as little as $50. We really wanted to enable engagement to allow people from the nonprofits that are part of the TechSoup network to absolutely be a part of this. So it's recognized for democratizing impact investing, and we're excited to see copycat models replicate this. So the endowment, you know, nonprofits, and I've been looking at it as a small nonprofit myself, and uh, and I'm just wondering if there's an opportunity here to create an international endowment of TechSoup affiliates, partners, to all somehow have that access. So wouldn't that be interesting if you guys could pull that off? Absolutely. It would be it would be fantastic. We are at a moment in which the sustainability of TechSoup Global Network Partners and TechSoup, it's a major transitional time. And being able to express to donors just how key it is to invest in the infrastructure for access to community, to solutions, to strategy support. I think that's a really interesting conversation. I think we should uh, definitely start that because it's as a small nonprofit, it's uncovering a mystery of what is this thing, the endowments, and how do you get one? It's such a learning curve every step of the way in the nonprofit world for someone that did not get raised in the nonprofit world. It's all discovery learning. And I have not found anybody saying, hey, if you join us up, we could build a cooperative of a revenue stream and in perpetuity. Sounds like it needs to happen. I think it's a great idea. I'd love to work with you on it. Uh, <laughs> Our survey found that only one in eight NGOs had the financial resources they need to implement the digital strategies that would make them successful in their communities. So there's absolutely, along with the resources, it's the message that we really need to encourage funders to invest in digital. What we need to do is get World Bank on the phone and the Asian Development Bank and the UN, and we all sit down and have some coffee and we we work this out. Yeah, just a few conversations. All right, fine. We'll do that next week. You've been dancing around my favorite topic and never said the word. So I'm going to ask, can you define for me what knowledge management is? 
great question. When I think of knowledge management, I think of how incredible libraries are, how take it for granted they are. You know, it's one of those terms that is sometimes an afterthought, but it really should be at the forefront because access to information is, I believe, the most fundamental empowering thing for individuals and organizations and companies uh, to be able to do well. Being able to invest in knowledge management and get it right, it might not sound sexy <laughs> or exciting, what? but it, it can make or break the difference between an organization's success. Yeah. You know, it really can. Thank you for that. I, there's an element of caring that has to be associated with what a worker or employee or volunteer is responsible to the organization for in regard to building that library, building that findable, researchable, reusable knowledge. If nobody is telling anybody to do that, you can pretty much guess that nobody's doing that. Or there may be a few oddballs out there that think they should do that and they've got their own little system or they've got it on a hard drive somewhere or a onesie twosie kind of thing, which doesn't really help the organization right. a whole lot. Yeah. And there's so much to knowledge management that's changed because of digital transformation. Yes. There's so much more that's available to you at, at your fingertips, but it's you need to know where to go to look. And it's really nice to have a guide or a mentor or a community that can be that partner to you to show you where the, the information is. Yeah. As you're starting out, or even as you're a leader, when, when you're experienced, oftentimes you feel alone. And it's really nice and critical to not be. This idea of what you're changing or providing for the world which is a knowledge exchange, a community, and a partner is powerful medicine. I think that's really going to change how boots on the ground or the, the folks on the ground that are doing the thing, whatever they're doing, they're interfacing with the public or the civil structures. That is hopefully going to prepare for the next iteration of humanity. So that's good news. It's true. There are these systemic barriers that have been in place. Who is at the table really matters, you know, to be able to access this information. And too often local leadership is left out of major decision making. And the reason that TechSoup is really focused on equity and equitable access to information is really to change that because we believe that if those leaders are at the table and able to provide solutions and ideas that they can work to undo some of those root causes of those systemic barriers to overcome some of the, the things that are keeping people in poverty. So can you give me some hard examples of what you're just talking about there? Sure. Our partner in West Africa, Nana Afajinu, is executive director of WAXI, West Africa Civil Society Institute. Waxy for short. And she is one of the leaders of a movement called Shift the Power, which is really trying to ensure that philanthropic dollars are going more towards undeveloped countries and that they're listening to the needs and things that are, are being asked for from mm -hmm. folks throughout West Africa and, and across Sub-Saharan Africa. We know just from experience that the design, development, and deployment of technology has been uncoordinated, you know, top-down coming from Silicon Valley or other places in developed nations. Tools are made in only a few languages or rarely local languages. We would love to see more of the design of technology coming from the people who are on the ground throughout Latin America and Sub-Saharan Africa, Eastern Asia. So am I, am I hearing the term inclusive? Exactly. Okay. We aim to be a 
bridge to enable more inclusive access. And we would love to be able to move the needle on some of these larger intractable issues that we've already started. And to have participation in what you're talking about is to have local regional participation in their own world instead of someone from the outside that doesn't really know the ground truth of the reality there. And that is powerful because you're going to have more agency with these individuals because they're going to feel like they've got some power, some say in their own existence. Yes. And that in itself, you know, Tostan has this theory uh, that they teach called the capacity to aspire, which, you know, is an educational module for young people that are part of the Tostan program, but really asking what would you like your community to look like? What does it mean to have a community of well-being? Many people who, who heard that question responded, I've never been asked that question before. I didn't know <laughs> I had the chance to aspire like that. Yeah, You know, that opportunity, that's how you, you're able to create real change. One individual at a time, one organization at a time, one community at a time. That's what we're trying to unlock. Well, that's beautiful. I want to I wanna stick around and watch the whole thing unfold. Thank you so much, Edwin. I love what you're doing, and I love this podcast. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more. Thanks, Lizzie. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook. <laughs>